Pod Chef. Pod Chef. Pod Chef. Pod Chef. You're listening to Pod Chef. When I say pod, y'all say chef. Pod Chef. You listening to Pod Chef. It's a podcast about Top Chef. And that's a broadcast. It's on TV. And you can watch it. They got 19 seasons. That's a lot, kid. But you can skip those. We do recaps about the whole show. Not the food, though, but the other stuff. Yeah. You're now listening to Pod Chef, the only official podcast about the TV show Top Chef, with your hosts, Jamal, Brian, and Reeves. And I only said their first names because I don't know everyone's last name, and I'm trying to be polite. Now enjoy the show. Welcome to Pod Chef, the official Top Chef Rewatch podcast. I'm your host, Jamal. With me, as always, is my co host, Reeve. Say hello. What's up, everyone? What's up, Pod Babies? We got a good one for you today. <laughs> and get excited. And Reeves, now, do you want to introduce your, your co host? I know you're my co host, but you also have a co host. I have a co host working for me now. Yeah. Um, it's a new thing for him, so he's going to make a lot of mistakes. Mm-hmm. You know, bear with him. He barely knows what he's doing, but mm-hmm. you know, I'm handing him something that he needs, which is an opportunity. Yep. So I'm pulling him up. And this is my co host, Brian. <laughs> Brian, would you like to say hi? Goodbye, every... Oh, shit. I messed up already. Uh, okay. One job. Hey, oh, no. This is a okay. learning moment. It's a Don't learning take moment. It, take it again. Take Just it again. Okay. Breathe. Okay. All right, all right. Take it one more time. Breeze, will you um, team me up again? Um. Yes. Please. Uh, and with me is my co-host. You love him. You hate him. You love to hate him. Bye bye. <laughs> what? Okay. Not, you messed up. I just got. I just it's got. Fine. Am I too loud? I'm peaking a lot. Is you're that always. That's you're again? always loud. We don't have time to do it. But look, we have I to. Thought be we on fixed our best it last behavior. time. No. Brian, we have to be on our best behavior. We have a huge guest. Yeah. Worst huge behavior. Guest. Drake. <laughs> worst behavior. Drake. We have a huge guest. Drake. Worst please, behavior. Please don't embarrass me. Um, I won't. We have a huge guest, and I just, I'm going to introduce her now. Um, you saw her in season 18 of Top Chef. She's a two-time James Beard Rising Star semifinalist. She also received. Eater Young Gun 2015 award, and she has way more tattoos than Brian. Please welcome to the show, <laughs> Chef Sarah Hum. Hello. Thank you for having me. This is great. Thank you for being I, here. I like that I have more tattoos than Brian. I, mean, I only have two. Are... Okay, then that's not hard to beat then. Yeah. <laughs> They're pretty yeah, big, so though. They're huge. Okay. They're, one's my entire back, and then the other is my entire front. Uh, but they don't connect and they're not related at all. Mm-mm. Yeah, the yeah. tattoo on his back is the same as what 50 Cent has, the big Get Rich or Die trying mural. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. Yeah, that's pretty great. Yeah. And what's the one on the front, Jamal? It's just a picture of the dog that you like the most of your two mm-hmm. dogs. Okay. Love that. Which which one's your favorite dog? <sighs> I don't have a favorite dog, but it's the one that I got first. Uh-huh. So he has oh, a tattoo, okay. and I don't have a tattoo of the other one yet. And here's why. Tattoos hurt. Mm-hmm. They do. You know what? They actually incrementally hurt as you age. Oh. <laughs> and, I'm old, I and I started old, so <laughs> thank you. Yeah, I 
you know, I gotta say, I, I think I'm kind of off the tattoo train too. <laughs> They're not I worth it in the long point. run. You know, I just, I'm, you know, I have other things to spend my money on, like, mm-hmm. you know, seeing the world now mm-hmm. that we can. Yes. That's, that's a little bit more important to me. Mm-hmm. And you don't look like a sailor as much. You get too many tattoos, you look like a sailor. And people that's why to, I don't get it. A little yeah, bit. People want to put you on a boat. Sailor. Yeah. Yeah, people want to yeah. put you 100%. on a boat. And I, I, can't, I can't man a boat, so that's why I don't have any. Jamal, why don't you have any tattoos? <laughs> Because I love anchors, and that's the only tattoo I'd get. And that's right. If I'm walking around town and I've got anchor tattoos, people are like, "Oh, were you in the navy?" And I'm like, "No, you're getting put on a boat." Yeah, mm. and then like inappropriate people are like, "Oh, are you? Oh, there's a seaman over there." It's like, stop it, dude. <laughs> mm-hmm. Get out of yeah. here. I'm not dealing with that again. Yeah. No. Yeah. No, it's not worth it. No, don't deal with it. Yeah. So, I, which one? Yeah. Of your, I wanted to ask which one of your tattoos is has the most meaning for you and why. Um, you know, I've always been kind of, uh, I don't collect a lot of things. I don't like having a lot of things. So for me, tattoos were all about collecting the art of the artist. So I often don't necessarily go in with this huge, this is exactly what I want, because I want them to express, do what they do best. You know, they're the professional. Um, I will say the one tattoo that I have that has meaning is a portrait of my dad. He passed away 10 years ago next year. Um, so that's really the only one with with any sort of sentimental meaning to me. Okay. Now, are you yeah. your tattoos only on the left side? I have. Okay, so I started on the right side. I've got my right foot tattooed, and then for some reason, I guess I'm just like that person. It's like a coloring book, you know. And mm. I have to finish the ones. I have to finish it before I move on. Mm-hmm. Too too big of a commitment if I start the other side. Then I got then I got yeah. to finish it. <laughs> and as you said, they so, get more painful. Yes, and and a lot of people have tried to analyze that about me. You know, like the duality of who I am as a person, <laughs> <laughs> the whole nine yards. And really, I think it's just a just a funny little coincidence. <laughs> All right. Um. So first we're, we were just want to get this out the way because uh tom colicchio obviously makes us do this podcast and he reaches out from time to time brian reeves did either of you get anything from tom this week on his travels i, I did. did not oh, oh you did well let's leave with that let's see what that yeah. <laughs> so um to fill in uh sarah and anyone who's just checking out the podcast because of sarah um first off where you been second um Tom Colicchio very recently went on a a, a walkabout. He mm. um he wanted to get away, so he took Reeves. Our dear in preparation for Top Chef London, by the way. Yes. Yeah, well, that's what he says. But yeah, that's what he says. But um, and uh, he went out um like the show alone. He was watching the show alone, got really into it, and he says, "I want to do that." But he took Reeves, so he did you know took some liberties with the show. Um, and he was out there for lots of days, and he was keeping a journal. And he sent us, he gave us the journal. Reeves stole the journal um, mm-hmm. and he told us to read pages of it. So if you don't mind, I will read um, a passage from the journal uh, so that people can know. Because Tom wants us to do this. So sorry if you'll just bear with us Absolutely. for just a moment. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Does that all make sense to you, Sarah? <laughs> uh, I mean, I live a weird, crazy life. So absolutely. freaking <laughs> okay. okay. All right. All right. All right. Um, so this is uh, it's t- Tom's travel journal. This is day 29. Hmm. And it says. Um, a little over you... two weeks. <laughs> it says. Uh... <laughs> oh, here we go. Last night I had the strangest dream. They say one of the first signs of starvation are food dreams. And boy, did I ever have a food dream last night. 
It started in the Top Chef kitchen, but it wasn't quite the Top Chef kitchen. It sort of looked like my mom's kitchen growing up, but different. It seems like I'm alone. I look down and see a pot of water boiling on the stove in front of me. I taste it. It's not salty enough. I reach for the salt, but when I grab the box, it turns into a box full of spiders. I taste the spiders, and they are salty. So I drop some of them in the water. But as soon as I do, I hear my mom's voice. Tommy, why are you using salt in the water? I look down at my hands, and they are small. I'm little. I'm little Tommy. I say, Mama, I wanted to use a salt, but there was a spiders. She gives me a look. I have a question. I'm sorry. Uh Sorry to slow you down. Now, Uh we're hearing a great impression of his mom. Spot on. Exactly what we all know her to be. I'm in the time period. As soon as you started doing that, I was like, I'm there. uh, Yeah, you're in like New York or New Jersey. New Jersey, I think. Absolutely. Is it written in her accent? It is. It is phonetically written. Yeah. Yes. Right. And it's even like, it kind of looks like, old. you know, you just, you you have to see it. Um, Let's see. She gives me a look of disappointment, but then in a moment she's gone. My pot is now a big bowl of spaghetti. I grab my fork and I'm in front of an audience and they are dead silent. I troll some spaghetti and the audience gasps. Been there. I bring the fork to my mouth and they go, ah, with it rising. I rise the fork up to my mouth and they go, ah. I bring the fork down, and they lower their eyes. They're in my hands. I work them like an orchestra, and I am their conductor, a food conductor. I take a bite. They roar with applause. I stand up to bow, and I'm naked. Mm. I run off the stage, and my mom is there with with spiders. Mm-hmm. I wake up. This is hell. I want to go home. Ribs rubbed my head and comforted me. I miss Padma. <laughs> All right. <laughs> That's a typical journal that he leaves us. So. Yeah. He was roughing it out there for It's tough, months. man. Day yeah. 29. Day 29. It, it was rough. And he often did wake up screaming with night terrors. Mm-hmm. And I just had to give him a little bit of a rub to get him to calm down, mm-hmm. go back to sleep, give him his binky, and then give him his <laughs> scarf. It was funny. Yeah. His scarf. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and his hat. His you put his yeah. hat on. Well, I would have to wrap his scarf like kind of around his hands too to like keep him close together, and that mm-hmm. that helped him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he and he wears gloves so it doesn't scratch his face, right? His nails That's are real right. sharp. That's right. We didn't yeah. bring any nail clippers or anything <laughs> like that. Yeah. So that helped him too. That's that is an interesting. It was a dream journal entry, really. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So, you have any thoughts on I... that? I <laughs> applaud anyone who can remember a dream that well. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Photographic memory of it yeah. is pretty yeah. amazing. Right? Yeah. It felt like I'm he was lucky if it. I remember a tidbit of my dream, you know, eight hours after I wake up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> felt like he was writing it as he was dreaming it. it was so Maybe. Absolutely. Who knows? People have done weird, you know, people do when they're dreaming, they get up and walk around. Mm-hmm. I think, so, you know, I think that he missed his calling to be a fiction writer, quite honestly. I mean, with a story artistic. like that. You know, yeah. if you say Absolutely. that, you'd mm-hmm. love to read up on the Top Chef movie that's in the works. Oh, yeah. We'll have to send that to you. We, yeah, we can't Ooh. talk about it now, but there is a Top Chef movie in the works. Mm-hmm. It's over a thousand pages. It's <laughs> Tom's Opus Day. So it is going to be a work of masterpiece fiction when it's done i mm. mean with with writing like that i and <laughs> dreams like that really yeah. <laughs> so speaking of dreams you lived a lot of people's dreams being on top chef i did i <laughs> did i didn't realize i was living people's dreams 
a lot, a lot of people want to be on the show. Want to be I in, have your, a, in your? It's true. I don't know where Jamal's going, but I do. So I, I read. I was an going interview. back to the interview, Brian. No, That's what so I am I. So am I. <laughs> I, I read an interview that you did with Variety to make sure I didn't answer, ask any questions that they asked, so we can be original. Sure, yeah. uh, it's and... so embarrassing, <laughs> Sarah. You have yeah. no idea how many times Variety eats our <laughs> yeah. lunch on totally interview questions. Just yeah. Eats our lunch. I swear they have this thing us. bugged. Yeah. 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 Well, honestly, I have like, I've pretty much done, I feel like a different person than I was two years ago. So maybe my answers are different. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, you said, well, this is probably fact, so it might not be different, but you said that it turns out that Top Chef was actually courting you and that you didn't Mm -hmm. apply for the show. They kept bugging you to be on the show and you several times turned them down. I sure did, yeah. Wow. I sure did, yeah. Do you think that's why they, you got sent uh, home early? Was because you 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 gave them a cold <laughs> shoulder, so they wanted to give it back to you? Do you think it was the nagging? It's possible. It's mm-hmm. possible. I think they just had some bad feelings. They, yeah. they were still a little bit salty about the whole situation. Um, yeah, they they had been asking me to go on the show, and I just I, I've always been a really quiet, uh, introverted person. Keep my head down. Working. I feel like most kitchen people are like that or at least used to be now it's a little bit different with the celebrity chef age we live in uh but they had asked me and asked me and i just it just didn't seem like the right time and i didn't really ever occur to me that uh i don't know that they would just keep asking me i thought i burned the bridge long ago but they continued to to just keep pushing and I finally said yes and I remember I was talking with the producers and I kind of said something to the effect of well it's whatever like I you know who watches the show anymore anyways it's so like it's been on for (laughs) we gotta edit that part out Tom can't hear that if Tom hears that we're done watches this show still is it even popular because i you know i've been a chef for so long i don't have time to watch tv or anything uh-huh. um and the producers just laughed at me and said you do you do understand this is a very high risk high reward situation and if no one watched this show we wouldn't have jobs <laughs> the first uh the first uh day i stepped on set uh and you see the whole kitchen stadium i realized that it was millions of dollars to put into it and i just went row. <laughs> well, i don't know what i just got myself into <laughs> So when you got on set, it was I just wander through life a little bit naively. It's okay. (laughs) That yeah, I think that's a great thing. I just learned what a four hundred one k is today. So I think you're Mm -hmm. you know the same thing. People think it's cute. People think it's really cute when you do that kind of stuff. People think it's charming. They think it's charming. Absolutely. (laughs) Who did you connect with on the show? Almost like right away. Did you did you connect with any of the chefs right away? Did you know anyone beforehand? Uh, so I knew Sasha beforehand. We both kind of, uh, we never really worked together, but we ran in similar circles, uh, living in San Francisco and working in San Francisco for so long. Uh, other than that, I knew absolutely no one. And I I didn't even go in with this whole, you know, sweet thing of, oh, I'm going to meet so many friends. I, I just, I just kind of did it. Um, so the connection with friends was, pretty awesome um that i did find i think the the people that i'm close with now are definitely not the people that i was close with on the show um and i think again that just comes with 
getting out of that situation and kind of seeing one seeing people's true colors and two seeing um you know people act differently in in that sort of high tense situation um also i like i said wander through life a little bit naively i uh i didn't really go in it thinking i'm gonna win and you know this huge thing and this is a competition i just kind of did it (laughs) to see how it was going but there were people there who had competed before. I had never competed on any sort of television situation. And then, you know, you realize like, you know, Dawn, for instance, immediately comes out the gate saying that she's basically been on every competition show there is. Mm. <laughs> you know? And so it was, it was a, a little bit of a, huh, okay. It was kind of a new uh, world almost that I was introduced to this circuit of competing chefs that do food network stuff and, and top chef things and all that good stuff. So people change when the cameras turned on. That's what you're saying. Mm. Yeah. And you know what? It finally occurred to me, I guess, at that moment that I am always just me. (laughs) (laughs) Camera on and camera off, which is probably why they wanted me on a reality TV show so badly. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, Tell us about what you've been doing since Top Chef and the Tiny Fish Company. Jamal, please. You got to say please. 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 Tell us about us. Yeah, sorry. Oh, God. It was very direct of Jamal. I apologize. uh, So after the show let out, um, you know, there's a a little bit of a gap before it airs. And so I kind of just did what I kept doing. Uh, I disrupted my personal life because I had this little bit of confidence and was like, all right, I've been doing some weird things in my personal life. So let's uh, get it together. So I did that, kind of dealt with that. The show started airing. I pretty much just said yes to everything, every opportunity, every podcast, every interview, um, and started getting opportunities to have these dinners where I make, you know, side money, whatever. So it got to be a little bit too much with having a full-time job on top of basically having a full-time job doing all these interviews and whatnot. Um, And I got super lucky. Of course, you know, I'm on the show. I didn't think, um, so for reference, we do these uh, interviews after each episode, of course, but sometimes we're not going to interview about a specific episode for days. Uh, so we'll do, we'll interview about, um, maybe two different episodes or two different challenges at the same time. And when I had said, my dream is to open a boutique cannery, that was actually my very, very initial interview, uh, before the show, even start before the competition started. Um, what I was noticing about the interviews watching the show was that they were very much in chronological order. So, I, I didn't think that they would ever air that. And honestly, I think I completely forgot that I had said that. So when that came out, um, I don't know. I was pretty stoked about that. It, it, it was always like some strange dream of mine. I lived in Spain for a long time. And I think that's where the wheels started turning on that end. Um, and I had a buddy, you know, I don't know. I used to pe- people, man. I had a buddy who said, if you're not doing this because of money, that's no reason to not do what you want. I got super lucky in stocks and in my job. I need to decrease my taxable income. Here you go. <laughs> you know. So I worked out a deal with him and 
basically started the process of what it would take to open a cannery. And in doing so, I did a lot of homework and I realized that I could actually, I could make a product without having to make a product, so to speak. So I get my product manufactured, but they're all my recipes and I'm very close with my manufacturer and I actually do recipe development for my manufacturer's own brand. Um, It's, it was kind of a, I basically have been giving myself this crazy crash course in business and accounting and, uh, you know, obviously the, the tinned fish and sustainable fish movement. Um, but it really, it's been a way for me to continue to work with food. Um, and I'm busy as heck, but, uh, I, I just have so much more time because I'm not chained to an actual restaurant. So I have time to lift my head out of the sand, you know, kind of start not wandering through the world as naively as I used to, uh, and have a, have a different skill because for me, the, the, I love being a chef. I love restaurants. It's all that I know, but the idea that I'm going to be, you know, 55 years old, standing behind a stove for 15 hours a day just is, well, it's it's a little depressing. I gotta be honest. (laughs) (laughs) That's also maybe the old school version of like the career of a chef, whereas now you have all these new opportunities to like do everything. Yeah. You know, I've never, I've never been the person to, to do things the standard way. I, I did really well in high school. I had pre-acceptance into any UC that I wanted to go to, but I just, it just wasn't, I just didn't want that. That's what everyone does. Everyone goes to college and, you know, has that, that life. And it just, I, that's never appealed to me. I have to do things my way. And even with, you know, Tiny Fish Co. Now I don't, I don't run it like a standard CPG company. And I think that that is because I'm, coming at it with a different lens. I'm coming at it with a, you know, a creative lens. I never even thought that I was a creative person. If you would have asked me, you know, three, four, five years ago, I would have told you, oh no, I'm very business oriented. I'm a business person. I have a, you know, I have a business mind. And I've recently learned that that is absolutely not the case at all. I'm, you know, I'm the creative force behind, you know, whatever this company is. I realized very quickly I suck at sales, you know, so I've outsourced all of the things that I'm not very good at. But what I am good at is getting creative about uh, my weaknesses. And so for me, like I'm in San Francisco right now. So when I travel and I do dinners, I do these dinners, but I use my products and to be able to, I just did two nights of dinners at a fine dining, you know, restaurant that's you know it doesn't have any Michelin stars but it might soon one day uh and it's really fun to be able to take a product that I make and say hey I'm still I'm still part of this restaurant industry and this is why and it's really important to me to actually prop up chefs and um and really uh encourage them to make products because what I learned is most of the products on the grocery store shelves are actually not made by food people. They're made by big corporations. They're white label products that marketing and branding people slap a pretty label on, you know? And when you're talking about a chef-driven product versus the other product, we both 
think about money. Obviously, money runs the world. However, I'm thinking less about money and more about the quality because my name's on it, because Mm -hmm. I have that chef brain and I'm always going to do that. Whereas the other people don't have that connection to the actual product. So they're kind of just thinking about the money. And it really, uh, I guess it really opened my eyes to why our food system is so fucked up, really. (laughs) You know, it's, it's because of this. It's because uh we value different things in food you know we're not valuing nutrition and quality we're valuing the dollar first and foremost yeah that's not to put a damper on no that's no it's okay (laughs) you know we we oftentimes a lot of times our podcasts um really just you know put a shine a spotlight on you know uh nutrition and the food yeah Mm -hmm. um big food industry yeah i've seen big bread big gluten I saw that corn documentary. Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Sarah, what do you have against big fish? Big fish. Oh, nothing. Nothing. You know, uh, people say all the time, they go, is it weird that, or actually only, only some a-holes in my life have said this to me, (laughs) but they say, uh, isn't it kind of funny that you don't tin small, actual small fish, like anchovies or sardines. And I say, yes, but it, you're taking it a little bit too literal. For me, it was about, you know, because I've always felt like kind of like a, you know, tiny fish in a big pond because I've always had a very low self-esteem. I was just talking to a friend about this today. It's like, I feel like the kitchen kind of breeds people with low self-esteem to to work in it. You know, you don't want the attention. You just want to go back there. You say, yes, chef. And so I... I had a pretty low self-esteem for a really long time. And for me, it was more about let's give, you know, the tiny fish in the ocean a voice. And that includes, you know, take it however you want to. Um, but that's why I focus on sustainable species. You know, salmon, for instance, would be like the big boy and tuna is the big boy. They also are big fish, obviously, very obviously. Um, but it was, how do I, how do I give rockfish a little bit more of some love and because at the end of the day we can continue to consume our tuna and our salmon it's delicious but all that's going to do is make it less uh it's going to drive the cost up one and two every year fishermen have less and less limits to catch those things which again just drives the cost up so counterintuitively i want people to eat more for instance rockfish because we want to encourage fishermen to go out for the rockfish driving that price up but also kind of like equaling out the salmon cost as well Mm. it's a whole thing like i said i gave myself a crash course in this crazy fish economy Doesn't it also allow for the salmon population and whatnot to like rebound a little bit if we're going absolutely. after the rockfish? Yes, absolutely. The rockfish absolutely. Like, Why is no one catching me? What's wrong with me? And then like that boosts exactly. their self esteem. Yeah, they get a complex. Yes, yeah. I know. I know. See, it's all about the tiny fish in the ocean and the tiny tiny fish in our hearts. <laughs> yeah. This is why they need chefs to be out here making these decisions because you guys care about the food. Yes. Uh, And, you know, and the environment, you know, I think that's, that's a, that's a huge thing, you know, again, that I, that I've seen is, you know, you can, you can write whatever the heck you want on a package to try to sell it. And you have these companies that are saying, you know, this is a sustainable product. This is a sustainable product. And no one's really understanding that 
you know, they're sourcing product from abroad, they're getting it freighted over, you know, frozen or refrigerated to the US, it's then processed here and then shipped out to fulfillment and distribution centers. So how are you going to call that a sustainable product when your carbon footprint on creating that product is massive, massive? And yeah. Let's not even get started on the olive oil. Let's wars. not even get started on climate change. Let's not even get started on that. <laughs> um, let's move on to a segment we like to do every week, um, and you're going to hopefully join us. Uh, it's called Chefs I Prepared for You. This is a segment where we talk about what we had for dinner last night and only last night and present it as if we're presented to the judges on Top Chef, and there will be a winner. Uh, I'll go first. Chefs I Prepared for You. Scrambled eggs with cheddar and bacon and an arugula salad with Parmesan cheese and lemon juice and Ooh. white lemon balsamic vinegar. I had Brenner. You had a Brenner. Two I kinds Brenner. of cheese. You, you're doing two cheeses. Well, I'm trying to reintroduce cheese into my diet, so I'm mm. going slowly. One By having two cheeses, of Yeah, course. by having yeah. two of them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's slow, right? I mean, you could do five. I could have done five. Right. Absolutely. I guess and it's I all, said, all perspective. Pump the brakes, Jamal. Two is enough. Jamal, can you name five cheeses right now? Yes. Gruyere, Gouda, cheddar, mozzarella, uh, 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 American, although I don't think that's cheese. <laughs> you can buy it at the store. Uh, I'll give it to you. Goat's cheese. I was, you almost did all G's. Provolone. You did. That was impressive. Yeah. Are there more than three cheese, cheese, goat, Gruyere? What's that one you said? Gouda. Gouda. Which, isn't that pronounced some other way? I think it's pronounced Gouda. Yeah. If yes. you're doing it. What? Yes. What? Yeah. yeah. Since See, we, me and Sarah have traveled. We know the world. This... So I can okay, make so, that. In okay. Like, so this understand. is, this is, I mean, I know I'm, we're going to probably get there at some point, but um, I pretty exclusively only read slash listen to nonfiction books about food history. Oh, wow. <laughs> Nerd. Is there some way we can take that clip and edit in Pod Chef <laughs> instead of the food history part? <laughs> yeah, that would do us wonders. And Dale said nice things too about us. Um, so wow, here watching TV history, TV food That's history TV cool. shows all the time. Yeah. Not even yeah. like you're doing that all the time. You're not watching freaking Squid Games. That's got food in the title. Yeah, it's got food. Gosh, no, it does. It does. I, you know what's funny is I, I just have like I I've never been more aware of my attention and focus problems until this last couple of years of my life. And watching TV is actually really really hard for me. It's hard for me to focus. <laughs> I okay. can't. So any sort of like series, it's really hard. A lot of times when I put TV on, it's like so that I can kind of shut my brain off a little bit and just completely blank out and I don't know what's happening on the TV or in my life. I'm just there. I'm existing in front of a Netflix screen. <laughs> There's a lot of horror movies on Netflix that are good for that. Oh, scary I've been, like I said, I've had a little bit more time these days, so it's been nice to not wander through my life brain dead. <laughs> Chefs. Right, any more questions on mine? Or are we moving here? No. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Chefs, I prepared for you creamy chickpea pasta with spinach Ooh. and rosemary. Thank you, New York Times cooking. 
exclusively New York Times. Yeah, I, he he I is always cooking place. from the New York Times. Thank you. He's our number one fan. He watches all their YouTube videos too. All their YouTube yeah. videos, they're all good. He knows them by name. He's like, "Do you mm-hmm. see this one?" Sends mm-hmm. the link to me. I'm Send like, no. like, I haven't seen the new uh, one today, hmm. which I really want to watch. But anyway, questions. <laughs> Creamy chickpea chickpea pasta. pasta. So is it pasta pasta made? Is is it pasta made from chickpea flour, or was it pasta plus chickpeas? Great question. Great question. That's a good one. Plus chickpeas. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. What made it creamy? Um, there's some heavy cream in it. Okay, that'll do it. (laughs) Yeah, that makes it creamy. I'm going to reference Sarah's variety uh, interview again because I'm uh, I'm an interview person. Mm -hmm. You um. You were asked about the yogurt thing, of course. That's your thing. Mm-hmm. It's the yogurt thing. You said that you will use yogurt to replace lots of things instead of cream. Mm-hmm. Would you put yogurt in that creamy chickpea pasta instead of uh, heavy cream? Probably not, no. Okay. No, no. <laughs> Why is that? Because I, I when I was making it, I had a spoon of yogurt that I was about to pour <laughs> in. And I was like, no, I shouldn't do uh, it. <laughs> well, it, it, yogurt, when you cook it, is a little bit funny because it will split because of the there's not enough fat in it. That's why you use cream to emulsify things because it's got so much fat in it. Um, so yogurt, yeah, you could use it if you want. It's just going to, it's not going to look very appetizing. Yeah, but, it'll be a bunch yeah. of little white like dots all in it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. My question is, Ooh. why do we call it heavy cream if we don't even have what's light cream? There, here we go. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Get them. Why yeah. is it heavy what's, cream? What is why is it heavy cream? Yeah. I've yeah. literally what the F is light cream? Milk? And who is setting the, <laughs> the limit on the weight of the cream yeah. to determine exactly. what's heavy <laughs> and what's light? Who's the Batman these? ride? They're trying to get on the Batman ride? Like, no, you have to yeah. get out of here. I hope this is not a European standard we're going by. Are cream. we food shaming? Yeah, yes. are we food shaming? A bit. We shouldn't talk about the size of any cream. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You acknowledge it's that it's cream and you move true. on. We all know that cream rises Absolutely. to the top anyway. So. Is light cream half and half because it's not full cream? It's also milk? Oh, maybe that's what it is. Okay, mm. okay. Mm. Now we're getting someplace. We'll figure this out and we'll do a we'll documentary about it. It'll be yeah. called... Well, we're going to make a podcast about food history so she listens to it. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> and it'll just yes, be the history absolutely. of cream. Yeah. No one's gonna listen yes. to that. <laughs> we don't know what we're talking about. Yeah. Uh I'll go. Chefs, last night I prepared for you. Oh my god, can you believe this? We wore the same dress to the prom. Garlicky mushroom scrambled eggs and turkey bacon. Oh. So embarrassing for the I did a Brenner also. I yeah, know. Did we both did Brenner. Now people are looking at us at the prom like they're wearing the same dress. I know. Oh, and I and the thing is is that I bought mine. So I like I and I already spilled juice on it. So yeah. I can't return it. And mm-hmm. mine's uh knockoff Fubu dress. <laughs> I guess mine is too, because it's the same one as yours. <laughs> what I kind of ha- what kind of I- mushrooms were you using? Um, just baby Bella. I was in the store, I was in the Whole Foods, and I, you know, I've I can be more adventurous with mushrooms, but for some reason I felt basic mushroom yesterday. Mm-hmm. I felt the baby bells were like calling to me. I was like, you know, I could go like a lion's mane. That wouldn't be good with the eggs, but um, I bought them on a whim. I, I, I bought the, the the mushrooms without an idea of where to put them, and I was gonna make eggs, and I was like, you know, what would be good some mushrooms. Is it gonna mm-hmm. be good in that? Some garlic. And you know what? Mm-hmm. It was good. I did a good job. Brian's leaving. <laughs> Brian's leaving out that he's a little baby crazy these days. Oh. What? With, with baby mushrooms? Yeah, just yeah. with baby foods. So he's got well, baby spinach. I'm that age that all my friends have baby Bellas. Yeah. And, and you know, 
you start to you start to you know you want to have baby bells too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the start seeing them everywhere. Baby kale, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm eating a lot of veal. <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> we thought we could have hit uh, yeah. baby carrots <laughs> before. Yeah, I was hoping we'd hit another vegetable too. Oh, sorry. Honestly, the the best thing I've ever eaten in my life was baby goat, like real baby. Oh, wow. <laughs> so and that's hard to hear. Isn't that <laughs> really hard to hear? Like, it was the most delicious thing I've ever eaten in my life. It was so good, and so it was incredible. We're both traveled people, so we both know that a baby goat is called a kid. So it is. You yes, just admitted yes. it. I've definitely eaten a kid. Eaten a kid. Mm. I've eaten a kid. Wow, that's another right. clip for us. <laughs> my <laughs> favorite. My favorite type of protein. <laughs> you and that guy. Was that celebrity who said he's definitely a cannibal? You know what I'm talking about? No, I don't know what you're talking about. Really, really attractive man. He told some girl he was going to eat her. And he got completely canceled. Oh, he was in Call Me by Your Name. My wife's going to yell the name know. up. Up the stairs. It sounds like something <laughs> you'd hear in a Kanye West speech. Uh, Our Army Hammer, which of course, the name like Army Hammer. Army you're going to eat somebody. Hmm. All right, Chef Sarah, what did you have? Okay, so I didn't actually make dinner. Does that, is this going to mess everything up? Oh if you bought it, you can do Chefs I Procured for You. Okay, so mm-hmm. Chefs I Procured for You. Um, what did I have last night? I had a delicious like radicchio kale salad with some walnuts and a vinaigrette situation, um, a chopped chicken liver toast, and a spaghetti pomodoro. <laughs> Ooh. Wow! Well, okay. I went. I had. I had a full on. Yeah. Chick- nice. Did you say chicken liver toast? Yeah, like chopped chicken liver on toast. It's wow. delicious. I, lo- I love liver. I oh, it's delicious. Incredible. It's great. Yeah. Why okay. are the yuckiest meats so good? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, they. I mean, it doesn't look pretty. It's not no. pretty. But it's also very good for you. It is very, very good for you. I heard it helps with anxiety, actually. Yeah. The random meats random food good. knowledge. Yeah. You the need some random meats. food facts? I got them. <laughs> We do. Well, you said, I mean, you you spend a lot of time in Portland and California, but if people were like, I want to, I too much anxiety, you think you'd tell them to go out there and get some, some cannabis, but you're like, no, eat liver. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I mean, uh, cannabis, absolutely, sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or, I mean, mushrooms are a huge thing now. Psychedelics are, you know, decriminalized in Oregon now. So. That I'm sure that's that's next on everyone's uh, on what how do we tax that for the people you know mm-hmm. <laughs> to make their lives a little bit better naturally and not uh, involve drug companies. Well, yeah, they mm-hmm. they need to have theirs too, Sarah. Come on, we got to th- you're trying to take money out of these wealthy <laughs> uh, politicians and uh, medicine people. They got they have children too, Sarah. They have children and they. I have... know, and I'm about to eat those kids. You know. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. She's talking about the goats that they own. Okay, her and Army Hammer eating yeah. goats. Mm-hmm. Talking about the goats. You guys didn't hear that story, Army Hammer? I have no, no idea what I you're talking about. You guys not do celeb no. news? <laughs> I've, I'm no. into not celeb anymore. news, but I did not hear that news. Okay. Um, <laughs> so we got to vote now. Yeah, we got to mm. vote now. <sighs> okay, I'll go first. Um, Wait, you said spaghetti pomodoro? Mm-hmm. So okay. just, the, just the regular spaghetti noodles and red sauce? Mm-hmm. Does that change spaghetti your vote, Brian? Sauce. It's not very I fancy. Mean, it's not, it does sound good, it's, though. It's not very fancy, yeah. yeah. Chicken liver toast is kind of fancy more that's than that's pretty think. fancy 
But she didn't cook, though, and that's usually a pretty big... Yes, yes, it is for us, because we're not chefs, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. We're, we're home cooks for ourselves and our families, but she's a professional chef, so... So maybe, this is different. She probably cooked all day and was like, ah, oh, someone else needs to cook for me right now. Mm-hmm. No, I would. I'm trying to help <laughs> you. Really? <Not> really? <laughs> I'm trying to help you. All right. Jamal, you want to vote first? Yeah, you want to vote? Yeah. Um, oh, so also before we do this, I talked to the uh, voting committee on Chefs I Prepare for You, and they said we're not allowed to vote for ourselves anymore. What? What? Yeah, they said that we're obviously fixing the votes because we keep voting for ourselves, so we're not allowed to vote for ourselves anymore. Wow. Um, and then they also said, suck it at the end of the letter that they yeah well you were talking right. to triple h right yeah he's the sorry. he's the he's the commissioner of this voting yes. is hunter yeah. hurst helmsley yes him and the whole degeneration x there yeah. yeah that's they, like a tribunal the meetings take more. triple h and, more, more wrestling yeah. triple h and you know yeah. sean marks yeah. uh also knows x-pac you know road dog is there billy gunn sean mm-hmm. michaels sean marks yeah i'm i'm voting for sarah Okay. 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 Uh, no. That's I got so my nice. vote. This is very, very generous. <laughs> Me. I just gotta think. Brian. This is mushrooms. <laughs> so mushrooms are still illegal. <laughs> Brenner. I'm voting for Sarah. Aw, big. All right. Wow. <laughs> That's two now, Brian. Brian. And I'm gonna abstain. <laughs> okay. Oh, Do I get a vote? Can I vote? Yes, of you course. Get vote. Yeah, you get okay. Vote. Okay. So my vote is I'm sorry, Reeves, but the creativity because you used the New York Times recipe, so it wasn't really like a creative oh, move. Wow. Uh-huh. wow. Yeah. Um, and I think I mean you know that I have this thing for like small animals children etc that i just really like makes me very hungry so i think i'm gonna have to do with brian's eggs and small mushrooms and wow. small spinach and yeah that's my vote if i had voted for I myself voted. it would have been tied but i can't yep. do that anymore you can't go back now <laughs> you can't go back you already submitted it that's so okay i've never is... gotten second place before so that's good I'll you ever it. done that voted in a presidential election then walked back in and been like i think i made a mistake i just try to yeah try to get it back can you find can you find mine <laughs> Yeah. yeah, and then I also change everyone else's because I'm a Democrat, <laughs> and that's what we do. Yep. <laughs> Wait a minute, you guys get to vote? <laughs> well, it, uh, it also votes as a full vote too. <laughs> that's news to me. How how often are these election things? Not that often. Okay, mm-hmm. I gotta I gotta get yeah. to the next one. I keep getting scared away. I, I think we got uh, we have midterms coming up soon. Is what I keep hearing. I didn't on study my, on my news podcasts. <laughs> About food, they talk about midterm elections. No, no, like I said, I really am attempting to like be a person in this world <laughs> and not just exist in my nonfiction food history life. <laughs> I bet they can make it work. Though. Just, I yeah. bet they make, the I'm, original I'm, food that they had at the first midterm election was yeah, you know, something gross. What they used to eat back then, coal or something. Yeah, it's probably, probably goat. Yeah. Actually, Mutton. you know what? It's probably oysters. Oysters mm. was huge. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So I have a question. Yeah. If we're going to talk about oysters, I'm going to talk. To, so you're you do the Portland thing. Uh, mm-hmm. We've seen you in Portland doing the thing. They did. You went mm-hmm. out for oysters, and you're always doing stuff. You're a big gooey duck person. I and- am. I that that is that is. I don't know why I'm 
I'm now I'm no longer the yogurt lady. I'm just the, the gooey duck lady. Of the course. gooey duck gal. Um, es- especially on TikTok. Mm. Uh, <laughs> okay. I what? So I don't like the name gooey duck. It's misleading because you're doing. It might be gooey, but it's certainly not a duck. So I wanted to pitch some new names to you for gooey duck. Um, okay. since you are the gooey duck Love gal, it. I think you could probably help us get this over with. Um. And as I'm saying as I'm saying that, I realize that the reason I said that I don't like Gooey Duck, my names don't uh, fix that. So whatever, just forget what I said. That uh, here are the names that I'm pitching for Gooey Duck. Um, Yucky Duck is one of them. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> sticking with the duck okay. there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See again, one. it doesn't really help. Yes. Um, yeah. uh, if you like that one, I got Big Gross Clam. Okay. Okay. Uh, and then I got one more, and it's sort of like the Face Hugger from Alien. Okay. You don't like any of them? Okay. okay. You know what? Back to no, the drawing board. That's no. okay. That's okay. I think that my my knee-jerk reaction, and I think it's just because I kind of like alliteration, is uh, Calamity Clam. The wow. old Calamity Clam. Wow. <laughs> we, didn't even, we didn't even go it's into the writer's calamity. room. Yeah. That was yeah. great. Usually we go into the writer's room to make these better. But what Sarah just did right there was show us that actually you don't have to go anywhere. You can stay right here and mm-hmm. make it better. That right. Why have we been that? renting out a writer's room all this time when we can just do it here? Uh, because I think we're also we're hoping that the value bring, goes up. Bring me on a podcast. Start asking me silly questions. <laughs> Clam, come on, that's gold. <laughs> what other questions do we have here? I'm glad you think. I'm glad other people think I'm funny because I crack myself up. <laughs> <laughs> I have, I have a question. In I this. got a question, real quick. Okay, oh, Reeves, please, thank you. Um. <laughs> Is there? This is important. Is there a Top Chef group chat follow up? Mm-hmm. Who's blowing it up? And follow mm-hmm. up to that. Why is it Tom? <laughs> <laughs> um, so we have we have a season chat, um, which was after the show aired. I probably don't need to inform all of you. One person was deleted from that chat. Yeah. Um, and then uh, we recently had like a little kind of reunion get together. And um, some people didn't show up to that because the monetary value was not high enough for them. So uh, we have a separate like little chat <laughs> there. Uh you know, I think uh, I think that the group chat is like kind of over, but the person who usually blows it up the most is Maria. All Maria right. is wow. always the one is saying "Happy Sunday, my kids." That's, <laughs> That's adorable. That's... I like that. Yeah. In That's fact, really if she stops or... doing that, I would then message be like, "Maria, are you okay? Maria, mm-hmm. where's my yeah. happy <laughs> Sunday? Yeah. Where's my happy Sunday?" This Sunday's well, she's lost in the process already. of opening uh, opening another spot, so she's probably busy. She's <laughs> allowed to not text Happy Sunday to everybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, or Merry Christmas, mm-hmm. or you know whatever it is. That's fun. I might cut this part, but you mentioned someone uh, didn't come because there wasn't money. We asked someone to do the podcast, and they said that they wanted a bunch of money, so we didn't bring them on. But um, and I wonder if it's the same person. We'll never find out. We can say it off air. We could not say it off air. We'll never know. Um, I'm gonna say it probably is. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Keep it we in. Just, yeah, man. We didn't say anything. Look, we didn't say anyone's name. Yep. And it's all good. Say anyone's name. Yeah, we we just said maybe next time. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, um, yeah, maybe next time. And then we sure. ask them for money. We yeah. Say, Can we have, yeah. The counter reset was how about you give me some money? Yeah. We pushed back the paper with a with a with a with it said give us this amount. Oh, yeah. did you get a con you did you get a contract too? Yeah. We, yeah, we did, yeah. but what happened is our lawyers looked through it and they said that um <laughs> That we just don't have the capital to yeah. like the the back. We have to put our houses up, and I just got this house. So I don't want to lose it. Mm, yeah, I just got this condo. Absolutely. I don't want to lose it. Yeah, lose my yeah. House. It's, uh, no. <laughs> Sarah, what are you doing to keep Portland weird? Are you doing? What am I doing are you doing your part? I definitely am doing my part. <laughs> Good. Uh, you know, I just I just roam around, yeah, slinging fish these days i i go everywhere you know honestly i've uh i've actually been really um what's made me really really happy has been traveling around for work and and doing what i have been doing um coming back to the bay area so frequently to do dinners i have a huge network here um and it's just something that i want to kind of keep going and you know i I don't want to lose my network here so it's really important to me that i continue to travel um, Portland is my home base. That's where I have an apartment. Obviously, my business runs out of there, but I really am. Um, I've only been there this year, you know, a few weeks at a time. Uh, and then I kind of go out and do my thing. And uh, having Tiny Fish Co. and kind of getting out there and being a little bit more creative about carving my own path in the food industry it has been great because I, you know, I, I finally have the chance to almost tread at least attempt to set up the life that I want to lead, which is one of where I am constantly getting this change of scenery and I'm constantly being inspired and, and, you know, exhausted, hectic, but I, you know, my creative juices are flowing again now that I'm in SF, whereas before working from home in my apartment, just doing my videos and whatever else I do, it gets very mundane very quickly. So for me, it's all about having having as much change of scenery as I can possibly do. And I'm so incredibly grateful and lucky. But man, have I hustled to create this life for myself right now. And maybe this isn't how it's going to be in six months. That's the scary part um, is that I don't know what my life's going to look like in six months. But um, it's also kind of the fun part and the exciting part as well. <laughs> I mean, most people my age are settled down and have kids and stuff. I don't know. I just, I, I just get, I get bored really easily, and I kind of just have to keep moving. That makes sense. I, you yeah. know, that's the life that I want to live. I think too. But you know what? I did. I got married, and I didn't do that. No, that's not my wife's listen to this. Review. I'm gonna cut this. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love it. I love this way. This is great. No, um, <laughs> You know, I got the nine to five, and I'm just like, I mean, this is why clock. I'm single, though. You know, like, yeah. <laughs> I'm single because I'm like wild and crazy and and do this shit all the time. <laughs> they can't catch up. They're like, uh, they, you know, they're like, we gotta just let's go get some dinner. And you're like, no, I gotta go can a fish, which you don't do, but yeah, you gotta, you're involved in it. And but these gotta yes, be I'm there while they do it. it. Yeah, I have a question. Absolutely. Um, please, Jamal, sh- thank on, God. On- <laughs> On the show, Tom Colicchio often called you quirky, which yeah. called you quirky a lot. I didn't think you were quirky. Mm-hmm. I, think, I think you were normal. I mean, it's just normal, just you being you. Mm-hmm. But to other people, it's like, oh, this is not something we're around a lot. So, you know, so right. personality on the show. So yeah. my question is, what is the most Sarah dish you've made since being on the show? 
gosh, since being on the show, uh, man, the most Sarah dish. I, I kind of, not a dish on the show, just a, after the show. Yeah. Well, I use my products a lot. So I, I have been kind of like formulating these different recipes. I, I have one. I, this actually has no tiny fish in it. I just did this and it came out so delicious. Mm. If I had a restaurant, I'd put this on my menu. I made ice cream out of brie cheese and it was so fucking good. Man, I, I shocked myself. Wow. <laughs> uh, yeah, wow. I, I did brie ice cream with like a, um, I basically made caramel sauce, but instead of deglazing with butter and cream, I deglazed with reduced apple juice. Mm. Um, and then made like a brown buttery pie crust crumbly situation. And it just, it tasted like apple pie with a piece of cheese on it. That sounds really good. Yeah. I'm getting hungry. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm not, I like the sweet salty combo. So having the cheese in there is, is a real easy way to, to not have such a sweet, sweet, which is funny because I on the show Padma kept saying that all my desserts were too sweet, and I was like, I make the saltiest desserts I know. You know, can, <laughs> can, we, can we talk about the judges for just one second? All right, let's so, hold on, hold let's on, get into it. If we're going to talk about the judges, let's, let's do it. And maybe this is the name of the segment called Last should, Chance should Edition. We, um, should we earmuffs Tom right now, though? Yeah, hold on. Oh, so, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, gonna, so, hold on. I'll email him. Hold on. Okay. Oh, he's okay. one way. Step I was going to say there. Sit down and be quiet. Oh, wow. Okay. Put these on. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Shut up. So apparently I mean, he's. I said earmuffs, but. Yeah. He's... So Thomas at Jamal's place? Wow. Okay. He's earmuffed. He's. Tom's he's at your earmuffed. apartment? He's, he's in your yeah, condo? Yeah, because we were talking over the script before the interview, and I told him he has to be quiet. He can't say anything. And now he has to did you give him, him? Did you give him? Did you give him his toys? Yeah, I gave him his iPad. Okay. Mm. Okay. So, you right. keep busy. so he's got headphones on. Oh. He's got headphones on, okay. iPad on. And I hope you, but you, I mean, you are, Sarah. It's a missed opportunity if you didn't give him his dream journal, quite honestly. Yeah, well, we'll see. I think. Th- I think, yeah, I think you're actually doing a disservice to him. There's too much screen time. He needs to be able to be creative. <laughs> There's too much screen time. Well, he mm. wants to watch his show. And I said, here's your iPad. You can watch your show. Well, because you give him everything he wants. I know he fusses and cries, but he can't watch his what show. Am I, but you Brian, to... I'm just trying to make it out here, man. Yeah. <laughs> he needs a minute. He needs I'm a break. I'm trying to make it out here, babysitting a 50-year-old chef. Like, what do you want from me, dude? I'm doing it by myself, man. Okay. We're... <laughs> what was my question? What oh, yeah. are we talking about? <laughs> the 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 judges so i know yes. that top chef is a fancy everyone's a big fancy cook and stuff like that um pat moffin says like things are too sweet they get that a lot they gave maria they kept saying that her food was too big and to that i say like what the fuck man like, yeah. Just yeah brian eat the fucking big food, sizes dude. yeah who doesn't yeah. like yeah. i mean we're talking heavy cream here like eat the, yeah. this is too much shut mm-hmm. up yeah, I, you know, sometimes the judging was a little bit weird. Um, you know, you'd have two judges take one stance. Tom obviously admitted that he missed Padma. So, you know, they usually had the same opinion about dishes. And then mm-hmm. Gail and the guest judge would have sometimes the polar opposite feedback, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. which would happen a lot to me, actually. I would get polar opposite feedback. Um you know, you just kind of have to say, 
okay. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I guess I'll, I don't know how I'm going to make you happy and you happy and you happy, yeah. but all right. Yeah. I'll try. I will, yeah, I'll, I'll take salt out and then put salt in. Got it. Yeah, I'm right nice. on that. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> What's That's funny only... is I, I, my desserts that were too sweet usually had miso in them, <laughs> which is salty. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know what they're doing over there. Do they know what they're doing over there? Yeah. No. Did they taste the food? Do you think they're making it up? They're phoning <laughs> yeah. it in? Well, it's funny too, because, you know, you are told that it's not being judged on the temperature when it gets there because it's just impossible to have it at the right temperature. But, by default, if you cook something and it's meant to be eaten hot, but it cools down, then it's you're gonna not perceive the salinity in that food mm-hmm. as much. Like, there's just no way to say that you're not being judged on the temperature. Of course, you're being judged on the temperature because temperature has a lot to do with the way you taste and perceive things in your mouth. So, yeah. I don't know. And you can't exactly fire back at judge's table of like, well, the food was cold, so sorry. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Because they're going to fire right back at you. Well, we don't judge about that. Mm-hmm. Honestly, what I realized uh, mostly on my departure was if you end up uh, being that person who's like talking the most and defending yourself the most, you're you're probably going home. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Oh, boy. Yeah. Okay. Because I, I, I kind of had this like out-of-body experience uh, during that Restaurant Wars elimination. And I, you know, none of my team was coming up, uh, was coming to back me up, um, even though like so many things happened that mm-hmm. weren't shown or mm-hmm. aired. And uh, I just, I was like, I'm, I'm the one talking too much right now. Yeah. It was like, it seems like, it seems like I'm the leader of the group when that wasn't at all the situation. I was the one uh, questioning the, uh, the leader of the mm-hmm. group. <laughs> and much like the old, but. the old club, they got rid of the one who's asking too many questions. They the got rid of the one asking too many the questions. I know. Club. Oh, oh, oh. <clears throat> um, wait, wait I want to say something because oh, when please. you Thank when God. you when you were eliminated, then you fired in a last chance kitchen. You mm-hmm. look like you were like, yeah, I know we're friends, but I'm going to destroy you, and that was kind of the <laughs> the uh, energy. Like those doors flung open, it was like is, ready is it to just go. Is the glass melting behind her? Because she yeah. seems. Very radiated right now. (laughs) Well, don't tell Tom I told you this, but um, I basically had to spend an entire week in a hotel room by myself um, before I filmed Last Chance Kitchen. So I was just kind of excited to be around people. Yeah, Yeah. I hadn't talked to anyone. I was like, we got TV back, but it like in a hotel room eating takeout food i had to be chaperoned for like a maybe one hour walk a day it was i honestly this is what i did i filled up they give you like a ton of bubble bath and shit so i kept filling my tub up and like making the biggest bubble bath as hot as i could and then i just used it as a jacuzzi (laughs) (laughs) that rules that is so. Who, so, do you get to pick the person that chaperones you on your walk, or it is it's just like some random person that's not going to talk to you? you no, it's uh 
So it's funny because you have like, you know, you have your your handlers when you're in the competition and in the people who, you know, take care of you and all your wants and desires and needs. And then when you're out of the competition, it's like you have the like doom and gloom team, of course. Yeah. <laughs> so you get the ugly you know, ones was, that aren't yeah. allowed right. to be near yeah. the talent. Some random PA. <laughs> yeah. They just came on board. So I, you know, I just I had to have a the doom and gloom person. You know, you couldn't really like talk to you know, if you if you vibed with someone, you couldn't talk to them. And mm. I did. I had some producers who would come down and check on me, though, because I um, I'm a very like I, I'm a sensitive person. I very am. Uh, when I do something, I put my whole everything into it. So when I was in the competition, like nothing else in the world was in existence for me. You know that again. Now I'm understanding why people like me for reality TV shows, um, but like nothing existed outside of that competition. And so I took it very, very hard. Um, so I, I had a couple of the producers that I got along with come check on me, That's great. which obviously I got over it. Right. <laughs> no, you're still hurt. I can tell. Um, <laughs> I feel like I want to be very aware of your time, conscious of your time. Oh, We've been yeah. here for like an hour, yes. but I feel like we're doing a disservice to uh, everyone because we got the. Honestly, I'm good. The I'm bubble. Good. You we, were we, in the bubble. Talk all night. Oh, cool. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> Tom, did you my... hear that? <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to talk a little about the bubble season because you were in like the 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 full yes. on bubble season. If you feel like you, if you know what your experience with that was, and also we know that Last Chance Kitchen is like Tom's thing. It's like his thing. He's the creator. He he's behind the camera. He's the director. He's in the editing room. So we want to know like what it was really like to be in Tom's playground. Because like last year, he's up there. He comes up to the ideas, and everyone's like, "Tom, that's not a good idea." And he's like, oh, "I'm I'm gonna do it." And he's you know he makes him do it. And he did the car thing. Mm-hmm. He drove the car around. Um, oh jeez, <laughs> that was insane. He wanted that to be insane. in the car. Do I think it was like twelve minutes or something that we got for that challenge? Yeah. I have no idea how I cooked anything. It's crazy. <laughs> um, so being in Tom's world was great. Um, Last Chance Kitchen is a lot more fast paced. You know, when you get even in a quick fire, you get announced the challenge. There's a there's a delay, we'll say, um, before you actually get the like and go Mm. um you know you got to do a bunch of different takes and run up to the thing you know it's it's a whole thing um with last chance kitchen it is literally like this is a challenge and okay go (laughs) so you really have no time to think uh you have no time to overthink which generally speaking is where i get in trouble uh so i think i did I did decent in that world because I I didn't overthink. Um, again, don't tell Tom. But you really, uh, when you film Last Chance Kitchen, at least for us, uh, it's back to back to back to back to back to back. Um, and so by the time I got to competing against Byron, not only is my brain just mush, but like I'm tired. I've been yeah. running, <laughs> you yeah. know, for mm-hmm. I'm sweating. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Uh, so it really it increases the well. I would say decreases the likelihood of getting back into the competition, and and it really um, it's just hard, man. It's hard. <laughs> and then you leave because someone made a traditional bento box, and you actually use creativity, and they didn't like that. Yeah, you know, I knew I knew some of it was a little bit weird and wild, um, but I 
again, I've learned to kind of embrace that about myself. Um, I can't do anything like it, like everyone else. It's just not in my DNA to do that. And so I'm figuring out now how, how do I embrace that and use it as a superpower as opposed to using it as opposed to being sad about it and thinking what's wrong with me? Because I thought what's wrong with me for so long. Um, now I'm kind of flipping that around a little bit, flipping that script and saying, no, 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 no. I offer this completely different perspective. I don't know where I got it from. Maybe it's going to suck, but at least I'm trying something different. And that's how I feel about my company right now. And, you know, about the things that I've kind of gotten the works for, you know, my company and expansion is maybe this isn't the normal thing that everyone does, but there's no reason it can't work. And there's no reason that I should stop trying to do things that bring joy to me because you never know, you know, until you try. And also life is boring if everything is the same, (laughs) really boring. (laughs) If everyone just bees themselves, everything will be different and diverse, you know, Not, not everyone. Yeah, I mean, it's, some you know, people should be different. I I have this like love hate with TikTok because I feel like TikTok has like really at the beginning was you know just embracing the weirdness of humanity and and allowing people to be themselves and be weird. But now it's falling into the same kind of trap that Instagram kind of did, where you have to follow this pattern because there's an algorithm, and now everyone's kind of doing the same mm-hmm. shit, and it's. It's just getting boring, man. Mm-hmm. It's just getting boring. Yeah. We I was in a sketch group that did um Rizzle, which is like this fake TikTok that was a thing for a while. And we were doing these like Rizzle videos. And uh I don't it's not I don't know. I can't do front facing stuff. It's like really weird. So I applaud anyone who can do the front facing stuff because it's just like I don't know. It's a lot of just like, it's hey everyone, hard. this is me. Like it's just a lot of like I, d- I really gotta oh. turn it on. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I I don't like that at all. I mean, I, I've tried and attempted with some of my videos. But honestly, I'm just like, I got to do me because it's going to come it's going to be better. Ultimately. Um, Fun fact, though, I actually mostly only listen to podcasts with comedy uh, hosts, comedian hosts. Mm-hmm. Give this one a mm-hmm. shot. It's not bad. We've got mixed reviews. Yeah. Someone, um, yeah, let's talk so, about it. Yeah, some of the reviews will say like this is the funniest Top Chef podcast, even though they don't want to talk about Top Chef too much. And then mm-hmm. some of them will say like honestly the worst Top Chef yep. podcast. So some people will say some of them will say uh, go listen to Pack Your Knives. It's better than this yeah. podcast. Mm-hmm. And I know you haven't listened, but you've been on the podcast. So would you say honestly this is the worst Top Chef <laughs> podcast, or would you say it's somewhere in the middle? You know. <laughs> I gotta be on. I've had I've had a lot of fun. I had I did one. Um, I think it was called Talk Chef not too long ago, mm-hmm. and with another comedian, Rika Rika. Um, and that was that was pretty fun. You guys definitely. I don't tell her, but this one was a lot more fun. Okay, well, she I listens. Think it was mostly. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think it was. I think it was mostly just because you laughed at my jokes so good. You know, you were like, oh, yeah, we, yeah. Funny. we're solid laughers. That's, we're you know not, what? We like and since we're comedians, time. laughs don't come easy. Reeves and I used to uh, uh, coach Im- improv together. Mm-hmm. Reeves famously doesn't laugh at anybody. I don't laugh. <laughs> yeah. But that was when we were teaching and it was to build up their thick skin. So yeah. it was, but yeah. this is funny and I'm having a good time and I'm laughing. I'm glad that we're not the worst. <laughs> No, definitely not the worst. That's Dale loved worst. us. I mean, if you mm-hmm. like Dale, Dale thought we were a, a I love Dale. He's very nice. I thought Dale was great. Yeah, yeah. Dale. yeah he, 
he always so there's like certain um top chef alum and just superstars out there whoever uh who always will like my photos comment direct message me if i have a question about something and i ask them a question they'll get right back to me so you kind of um you know again you you see who the big celebrities are and <laughs> but it's not till a little bit after the show mm. yeah you got your like Baltagios, who I don't think anyone could ever talk to outside of TV, and then you have your like Dale's, who invited us to his restaurant, yeah. showed us around, took us on the mm-hmm. roof. It was very nice. Yeah, yeah. Fabulous Dale, guy. Dale, Dale's a great guy. Uh, Baltagio, I've met Michael Baltagio. Interesting. Okay, Interesting he's, guy. he seems like he's the he seems like he's the okay one. <laughs> Brian seems like he wouldn't talk to you, not because he doesn't uh, want to, yeah, but because no, he's not been programmed no. to talk to strangers. Yeah. <laughs> No, he's definitely a kitchen robot for yeah. sure. Yep. That's and see, and we, I don't want to be a, I don't want to be a kitchen robot anymore, you know. <laughs> oh, yes. I completely get it. And this this buys into what we've been telling our listeners that he is a robot yes. and that he maybe so, came back from the future to yes. save Michael Voltaggio. Which also, so, there we go. That it's makes sense now. why that makes, makes sense, sense why one of the contestants in season 6 is named Sarah Connor. Mhm. Uh-huh. Yes. Oh, Terminator. Wow. That's a movie. That's a whole Terminator. movie. There, da, 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 da. A, that is a whole, Do we need to phone? Whole darn movie. <clears throat> All right. So before we go, uh, I just want to say thank you for being here. But we have one more oh, segment before we go. We do this with all the Top it. Chef contestants we have on. It's called Add Foam, Debone, and Send Home. This is where you select from the three of us, which one would you add foam to? Which one of us would you debone? And which one of us would you send home? And if you have any questions on it, just let us know. Yeah, because it makes perfect sense. <laughs> mm-hmm. Which one would I send home? Um, I think, gosh, or add foam. Add, add foam. foam. Mm-hmm. Who am I adding foam to? Does it matter what I can add foam to anyone, right? Mm-hmm. To anyone. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna add. I'll add. I'll add just a little like um, baby foam to Brian. Okay. Mm-hmm. Baby foam. Okay. That's nice. Solid choice. Solid mm-hmm. choice. I'll add. I'll add a little baby foam there. Um, What's the next one? Sorry, I have debone. <laughs> debone. Debone. Who am I deboning? Mm-hmm. All right. Um, I think I would uh, debone Reeves, I guess, because I don't want to you since uh, you're cooking all those New York Times recipes. You know what? That's perfectly. I'll take it. That's great because it oh, no. means my process of elimination. <laughs> Something Jamal. is process, true. That's I'm almost only, always okay, true. Okay, but I'm only sending. I'm only sending Jamal home because I know that Tom Colicchio is hiding back okay. there, and he really needs some attention. Mm, that's know. a great that's reason. Okay. That's, that's a great reason. Very nice. The only reason. We should tell you that almost everyone sends Jamal. Not home. almost. <laughs> everyone <laughs> sends me home. Yeah. Even when Tom isn't there, so it's very interesting. Oh. Even Harold Dieterle sent me home. Yeah. What? Yeah. No way. Everyone's sending me home. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I'll talk to my therapist about what that might mean. Yeah. <laughs> it's all about looking for patterns. So yeah. I, I'm uh-huh. finding a pattern. Yeah. <laughs> what about how you react to those things? You can't control yes. these outside things. It's how you mm-hmm. take them in process yeah. and then so you I take them in process. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah I'm, I'll be fine. I'll be fine. I'll be fine. <laughs> At least I had a good reasoning, though. Yes. You know? Yeah. yeah. A good and reason. a lot of people, when we asked. Harold, while he did it, he said, I don't like Jamal. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay, see? I don't like that guy. He said, like something about him. I don't like him. There's something don't about like him. him. I'm not sure about the jokes. Yeah, yeah he, didn't like, he didn't like what he was bringing to the table. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. I took that on the chin, and it's fine. I know. Yeah. And I and I did go home. So mm-hmm. he sent yeah. me home, and I did go home. Yeah, so. 
Uh, I mean, you seem to already be at home. And I am at home. really live with Tom. Yeah. Which wouldn't surprise me. Well, he's got a train to catch to Georgia. Yeah, I go back to Georgia. Yes, Georgia. it's a midnight. I can only get him the midnight ticket. It's a midnight train. Yeah, to Georgia. Is he going to do another episode of Alone kind of on the way? Just oh. jump out the train and <laughs> oh, gosh. Go. I hope not. I, send yeah. himself. There we go. I'm going to talk to him about a, it. That's a freaking TV show. That's he, well, well, that's what he's trying. He's also jump off somewhere. Hmm. <laughs> he's trying to get that on. He's trying to get Chef Alone in the woods going. He's also trying to get what is the show you say, Reeves? He's trying to get Fart Boy Island off the, <laughs> the ground. Oh my god! I can't believe he said Fart Boy. Okay, so there's this crazy thing. I've been. <laughs> that rules. Hi, this yeah. is how I keep Portland weird. You are. Yes. Um, okay, so you made. Okay, good. There, so now we can let the people know Portland, and you are keeping it weird. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's not me. Although now I feel like everyone's gonna think it's me. But I have seen these like graffiti tags all over Portland recently, and it's it just says Fart Boys. It's everywhere. Okay. <laughs> everywhere I drive, I look around and I just see Fart Boys. Every it's, well, it's crazy. We know who it it's is, crazy. and it is Tom, and he loves doing these Banksy style advertisements <laughs> yep. for his shows that are coming yeah. out, which are Fart Boy Island, which is all about we don't know who actually did the farts <laughs> on the island. So that's. He's hitting up Portland, I guess. I don't know. I know. I mean, I guess maybe they're scouting it as a location. Mm-hmm. You never know. Maybe they're geotagging it for this location. Oh. Wow. There you go. There mm. you go. I mean, nothing is sacred these days, really. Like, social media. Right. Boys is getting out there. <laughs> right. And the nutrition. The, yeah. the food. <laughs> nothing safe. <laughs> What nothing. happened to just picking a <laughs> strawberry out of the ground and eating it? Right. What happened to that? It's like, just a simple life. Yeah. 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 I got to say, I was inspired by your video you did a few months ago. You did the uh, the pickled watermelon rinds, and I never had that. Yeah. And I did that. Very good. I really enjoyed Very that. Very good. It's really delicious. It's a great way to kind of like utilize the whole melon. Um, I think it's super tasty. I really enjoyed it. Did you do that? Did you did you put the crystallized ginger in it? I didn't have crystallized ginger. I had ginger. I just put regular ginger in yeah. there. I tried to. I made a little. You know, I put some like um, red pepper flakes in there to give it a little yeah. kick. The crystallized ginger is kind of a game changer when you put it in pickles. Really? It's really cool, actually. Yeah, because I don't usually like sweet pickles. So when you add a little bit of that crystallized ginger, it adds a little sweetness that generally makes things taste good um and it but it's also it's like it's spicy but not ginger spicy so you get that flavor but it's not overwhelming it's pretty cool pretty cool and plus then then you have a little like pickled ginger candy situation which i guess sounds weird when you think about it but it is pretty tasty i'll give it a shot i'll I'll make the purchase it was it was on a whim i was like what do i have in the in the pantry that i can make totally yes that's basically just how i cook (laughs) And mostly it's, you know, those thank- thankfully I had things like ginger and uh, vinegar usually in the pantry. It's just like, you know, dog food. And that doesn't turn out well oh, when I cook with that. You're not supposed to eat My, you're actually lucky you're not at my house. Jesus, my house is, is crazy. I got shit everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I've got like 10 pounds of milk powder and like 10 pounds of citric acid hanging out. I don't know what I'm doing with my life. <laughs> 10 pounds? <laughs> I'm, I buy in bulk. I buy in bulk. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, she's bulking Smart. right now, and then in I'm a couple bulking. months she'll be cutting. So Yeah, yeah. You buy yeah. 10 pounds of, of citric powder, people think you're going to bury a body. 
Yeah. <laughs> Potentially. Yeah. I actually have the uh, really strange, like, uh, <laughs> it was for when I had a, uh, this idea, <laughs> but I bought this, like, it's basically the size of a wine barrel, but it's a plastic, like, barrel with a spigot. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and then the acid. That is mm. immediately making me think of the Dahmer TV show. Yes. <laughs> Army <laughs> Hammer. We talked about it. Full yeah. circle. There are there are a freakish amount of serial killers that come from the Pacific Northwest. Mm-hmm. Well, it's rainy there, and people people get upset. They're yeah. raining, and they look for Bigfoot, and they yeah. can't find him, so they go on a killing spree. I'd yeah. do it too. Where well, is he? Lack of vitamin D. <laughs> yeah. A whole lot of time to think while you're staring at the rain. I know. Mm-hmm. Everyone, check wild. on your kids tonight. And by kids, I mean baby goats. <laughs> Nirvana's gone. What are you gonna do? Just go out and kill people. All right. Okay. Left. You got nothing left to do. All right. Uh, thank you so much for indulging us, Sarah. Before <laughs> yes. you get out of here, do anything that you want to plug? I mean, eat my eat my fish. I sell it online. Go to thetinyfishco.com. Boom. Get a shirt. They got, I got cool some, shirts. I've got cool I've got shirts. some cute merch. My I just came out with these like um, Pac Man inspired shirts, which I love. I had I don't have them on my website yet, but you know, honestly, if you DM me, I'll sell it to you. <laughs> Hell yeah, right, we're gonna get that some rules. merch. Uh, thank yeah. you so much, I love Chef merch. Sarah, for coming on the show. You were yes. a blast. Thanks for having me. This was great. Hell yeah. All right. Most until the, thing. Okay. Until, until next time, we're going to pack our knives and go. <laughs> hey. This is great, guys. You guys got something here. This is fun.